of drawing us into a solidarity. Like recognizing that we're not just here as community, we're here together. <laughs> Those two things should mean the same thing, but they don't always. Um, and I'll just, I'll just give that invitation and leave that there. So let me pray, and then uh, if you guys are okay with it tonight, I, I, I don't really have a, a teaching to do or anything like that. It's really much more of, of kind of like a, a little coffee side chat, okay? And uh, I kind of feel like Papa Nick coming in today, and I just want to be able to, to share something that the, the Lord's put on my heart with you guys, uh, and I'll talk about that here in a moment. Is that okay? Yes. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, Father, we just, we just thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you are doing in our midst, God, what you're doing in our nation. We just bless your hand at work. We just want more of it. Not even more of it, we just we want more of you. Christ, would you turn our eyes towards you? Would you draw our spirits in close to commune with you, to know you, to know you deeply? Let us be like Mary who heard your word, believed it, received it, and then birthed something beautiful, the Savior of the world, into our world. Let us be like that to where we hear your word, we receive it, we dwell on it, we take delight in it, we treasure these things that you would birth something through our community, through us, that would be for the sake of the world. God, we say, have your way. We love you. We praise you. We pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone says, amen. 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 How many of you guys have been uh, on social media seeing uh, something going on down in Kentucky? Um, some would call it a revival, some would call it an outpouring, some would call it uh, a refreshing. All sorts of different language can be put towards it. But if you've seen about, uh, maybe it's the Asbury Revival, maybe it's, maybe it's some of the other college campuses, maybe it's not Kentucky, but if you've been seeing something on the move, either through social media or through hearing different things, just raise your hand. I want to know how many of us are kind of privy to what the Lord's doing in our midst. Okay. So uh, an amazing thing happened last week, and, and this isn't to, to highlight too much on uh, a specific spot that God's pouring out. I just want to talk about what I've experienced. So last week in Kentucky, uh, Wednesday morning, Asbury College or University had their morning chapel with their students, uh, a normal chapel time. Uh, Zach, who had left the, the chapel, even said, Hey, it wasn't even my best chapel. <laughs> uh, he goes, I was kind of critiquing myself the whole way through. Well, he gives an invitation at the end, and uh, the students respond to the invitation. And it's just a pure invitation. It's a, a, a holy invitation of just, would you just confess and, and, and draw into repentance? God's doing something in our midst. Well, you fast forward, and the students start just repenting and they, they start the worship team goes back to worship and and all of a sudden students are supposed to leave but students are kind of sticking around and the students that did leave are in class kind of like itching to get back into chapel and there's multiple students that said I feel like I'm supposed to be back in chapel and the, the professors actually released them which is an amazing thing in and of itself 
I'm a teacher. It's very difficult for me to release my students to go do things. But they, they felt the presence of the Lord on it. That was last Wednesday morning, and their chapel time hasn't stopped since. It's actually been going on 24-7 of, of young adults, just like us. Just like you. I <laughs> think you laughed. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> just like you, okay? And old geezers, just like me, who are just pressing into the Lord uh, 24-7. Uh, I, I just I felt led to share a little bit of, of my initial response towards that. Uh, Friday, I started hearing things about it on Twitter. And, uh, and my initial response was unfortunately one of critique, criticism. I started thinking, ah, I mean, <laughs> let's not be quick to call it revival. Let's, you know, wait for the fruit to see what actually is going on. And I, I kind of carried that into the weekend, and I would see different things. And there were some things that were like, oh, wow, that's, that's a great testimony. And then I would see something else, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's really going on out there. And Sunday morning, uh, as a father of a, an infant does, I was up at 2.30 in the morning rocking Samuel, <laughs> trying to get him back to sleep. And I was scrolling on Twitter, and I was seeing stuff about the Asbury Revival. And I, was, I just kind of ended up back in a, a place of critique. And the, the Lord spoke to me in that moment and said, Nick, will you crucify your criticism in order to bless my hand at work in our generation? And I felt it cut me to the quick. And it was like a, a flip of the switch. I went from critiquing to going, I feel like I'm actually supposed to go out there. And just... Not because I'm lacking anything, but to just bless God's hand at work in our generation. So I go back to bed, and in the morning I wake up, and it's Sunday morning. Samuel's sick, and Emily was, was getting some extra rest, much-needed rest that morning. So I, I stayed home, and I was watching the service. Well, James, one of our pastors on staff, texts Jared and I and just says, Man, have you guys seen what's going on in revi or, uh, the revival down at Asbury? Being young adults, pastors, you guys should probably know what's going on in young adults across the nation. And I was like, praise the Lord, I've been seeing this, and God is on the move in our people. And it started welling that, that desire to go back out there, back up, or go down there, back up. Emily gets up, and I just start telling her about the, the thing. I was like, have you heard anything about this Asbury revival? She's like, no, what's going on? So I tell her, and before I even go, I feel like I'm supposed to go down there. She goes, do you feel like you're supposed to go down there? <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, and she released me. So long story short, <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> when you have a nine-month, uh, that's a big deal. And so she goes, I think that this week would actually work out really well. So it turned out, Pastor Jared, James, who had sent us that text, and myself went down there earlier this week just to, again, bless the Lord's hand at work. Uh, you know, there's multiple different conversations we had down there, like, are you going to grab the coal and bring it back and fame it to, <laughs> to flame? And it's like, I don't know how I feel about that language. Uh, we're not lacking here. Uh, part of the, the Father's heart that I have is if you're seeing that going, oh, I wish, I just want to say God's doing it right here. The presence isn't more present in Asbury than it is here. I just think, hearts might be more available to what he's doing in their midst. In the father heart, in the pastor heart in me, comes back and goes, I, I absolutely want revival here. I think we all do. 
We all should deeply desire the move of God in our lives. And I just want to, I want to give an invitation, not, not for us to fabricate anything, not for us to manufacture anything, not for us to go, we need to be Asbury, because that would be actually the worst thing that we could possibly do. But we could have a postured heart that says, we need what God's doing in our midst. Even if it looks different than what it looks like at Asbury. I didn't go down there to get a measuring stick to figure out what revival looks like. <laughs> I went down there to bless the hand of the Lord. Have you guys felt, and in, in this is where I, I want to share some of the, the things that I guess we could say prophetically that I've been feeling in my spirit in this season. Have you guys felt the shift coming into 2023? I've seen somebody on Twitter said, Aslan's on the move. And I was like, yes. <laughs> he is. It's interesting because <laughs> the... Grammys come, the Super Bowl comes, and all these different demonic movements are happening, and, and, and people, are, there's an uproar about this, and I go, actually, I think that the devil is actually overplaying his hand. Actually, I, I see in my spirit for this season that the world and the enemy have gotten cocky, that's what they do, <laughs> So prideful that the hand is now being exposed. And I feel our generation, I'm going to continue saying our generation, our generation is rising up to recognize, wait a second, that's where that's going? Do you guys get what I mean? That's what the world has to offer for me? I'm excited about the wave of individuals. And this is... Please hear no hype in this. I just go, I'm, I just want to bless the hand of the Lord and what he's doing. And when I ask him, what are you doing in our midst? This is what I see. I praise the Lord for the wave of young people, of even old people, coming in because there's been an overplaying of the hand and they're starting to see, wait a second, sin is paying out its wages and that's what it's getting me. I need the real thing. I need the authentic thing. In fact, I think that there's actually a wave of individuals who have said, I've been chasing God. This is, a, I think, prophetic lyrics from John Mark McMillan. He has a, an album called Mercury and Lightning. In the very first song, Mercury and Lightning says, I've been chasing God. And you go, oh, fantastic. I've been chasing Mercury and Lightning. We start to... The whole movement of the song is actually realizing that the God I called God was actually the God of the American dream, <laughs> of power and success, and it wasn't actually God at all. And I actually think that we have, we have a generation that's awakening to the idea that what we've labeled as God is actually something that looked much more like the American dream, and we're getting back to the authentic heart cry of going, I need you, God. I don't need a God. I need Yahweh. I need Jesus. I need what you have to offer me because everything else is producing death in me and we see that in our society. We 
We don't need a 24-7 prayer service here. We don't need a 24-7 worship service here. We need 24-7 hearts surrendered to the Lord going, God, what are you doing in our midst? And how can I bless your hand at work? I do, I do want to point out a couple of the things that I'm noticing about the, the movement of God in our time. It's, it's not like the radical move that maybe some of us were, were thinking was going to happen. Miracles, signs, wonders, although those are happening. We got to see some of that stuff happening down at Asbury as well. But the pervasive movement of God was actually one of peace, of stillness. Works, I have to try really hard, I have to earn my way in, was actually being put aside. And identity was being shored up as orphan spirits were being fathered. And I go, Lord, I just want to bless your hand at work. Joy was welling up, and it wasn't like, ah! It was just, I'm good. I'm content. I don't need to show you my joy, so you know I'm joyous. I'm just simply joyous. And I said, Lord, I just want to bless your hand at work. Hearts are being rent. The altar, not just at Asbury, the altar across America is full right now of hearts and souls who will get on their knees, not for any kind of sake of, ah, I need to get on my knees, but for the sake of, God, I have nothing else. But you. I need nothing else but you. And I repent of all the other else's that I've run to apart from you. And I go, God, I just want to bless your hand at work. I hit a point in the in our time out there to where I just started journaling and just started writing my prayer of going, God, I like it was sinful of me to actually criticize what you were doing in our nation because it wasn't the flavor that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and how gracious that God was for me. <laughs> To invite me out there and say, you, you can still be a part of it. Throughout the day today, I was starting to hear, and again, this isn't, hear me well, hear me well, hear me well, hear Jared well when he comes up after me. This is not a manufacturing. It's not like, oh, we need to, we need to, yeah, let's get our revival going. No. <laughs> I'm saying, let's see what God's doing and bless his hand at work. But I'm, I'm seeing as other pockets of our brothers and sisters across Michigan, our family in Christ is also experiencing these tender, peaceful, peer moves of God in their midst. <laughs> and there's individuals who are going, send it to Michigan. And God's saying, it's been here. Will you be available to what I'm doing?
Is this sitting with you? Do you hear my heart on this? This isn't, hey, let's go worship beyond midnight tonight, and then we'll know that we got revival. This is, God, you're so good. You love me. I've been orphaned for far too long. Come and father me. Can we just... I don't feel like I'm done yet, but I also don't have anything else to say, and I don't think I need to have anything else to say, so I just want to sit here and... In silence, can we just bear ourselves before the Lord for a moment? Why don't you ask that question right now to the Lord? Lord, what are you doing right now? What are you doing in our midst? What are you doing in my life? And ask, how do I bless your hand? How do I bless what you're doing in our midst?
just had the most amazing just realization that while we're sitting in here at five to eight on Thursday night, we are we're not just here. I was talking about solidarity, so the Lord is just developing this out for me. We're not just here in solidarity with you and I and one another here, but we're actually here in solidarity with the body of Christ all across the globe who is corporately crying out for more of the Lord. (laughs) That's amazing. Where two or more are gathered in their midst, I am there with them. And I, I just, I get this picture of like, God's going, actually... There's an amazing thing of the gathering of the globe. <laughs> and I'm there in your midst. It's not just in the one room. It's actually I am in your midst. You are hosting me in the world. And we just bless your hand at work on. you just join me in prayer in whatever posture um, you have to get to represent humility whether it's bowing your head whether it's getting on your knees or finding somewhere to sit down other than your chair whatever it is sometimes a physical representation a physical movement in your body can reflect our heart posture to the Lord of saying God I'm humble before you Would you join me as we just pray? God, we need you. We boldly and humbly declare that we're lost without you. And God, we thank you for what you're doing across the earth. God, we thank you for the move that you are making in our generation, setting us free from an orphan spirit and showing us that we are sons and daughters of the Most High. When Pastor Nick asks a question, God, what are you doing in the earth? I felt like the Lord said, I'm turning hearts right side up so that my people can set the world right side up. And I said, God, how can I bless your hand at work and he said just bring them to me provide space for some of us in the room our heart if we, if we could picture our heart as a pyramid what would it look like for a pyramid to be upside down it would be blown and easily pushed over and it might be tottering and teething and tottering 
and it might be always on the cusp of falling and crashing. And maybe that's the way we kind of feel. Maybe that's, if we're honest, that's kind of where our heart is at. It's riddled with anxiety, constantly in fear. And the Lord tonight, he wants to enter in and take that pyramid heart and put it right side up and make it stable and make it sure and make it whole again. God, we ask, Father, that in our generation that you would set our hearts right side up before you. Lord, that we would respond to you in the way that you desire, not in the way that we prefer. Lord, we want you, Jesus. We want you alone. We want you, Jesus. And we want you alone. Father, <laughs> I'm up here, Jesus. We're we're all gathered in this room, Jesus. <laughs> We have no clue what we're doing, Lord. <laughs> all we know, Lord, is that you are our Father and we're coming to you. And maybe that's all we need to know. All we know, Jesus, is that there's a peace that's available to us, God. That's all we know. All we know, Jesus, is that your presence somehow neatly ties together our unwound heart. Somehow, God, your presence is both deeply convicting, but also the most assuring thing that we've ever felt. Somehow, I feel the affirmation of the Lord in his conviction to repentance. Lord, we love you, God. We love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. You can stay right where you're at. I just want to share one thing really quick, and then I'm actually going to invite Tiffany and Landon up, and we're going to go into a time of response. One of the most impactful things for me about traveling down to Asbury and seeing what God is up to in our nation, and it seems to be happening, and not just in Asbury, and in all of these other reflections of what God is doing in the earth, is that it's very open-handed. God is moving in their midst and he's moving in such tangible presence and he's moving in such tangible power, but there's no fear in the room. I walked into this room and I'm looking at rooms of 500, 700 people all singing out praise to Jesus and 
there wasn't one of them that was wondering whether or not this was going to stop. There wasn't one of them that was even concerned if it did stop. Nobody was holding on to this revival as if the revival was going to save them. They were holding on to Christ because they saw that he was the only one that could save them. And that is, that's the only thing I hope to impart to us tonight is that as we walk into this move of God, that we are right on the precipice of, that we are just in the beginning stages of, as we walk into this, we would walk into it knowing who our father is. Not clenching the things of yesterday, but having an, a heart posture of gratitude to say, God, thank you for yesterday. You didn't owe it to me, but you gave it to me, and I bless you. And when I return to the Lord, what he did yesterday, when I return to the Lord, the things that he's doing in our midst, he loves to take it and then breathe out another thing. He loves to take our heart posture of humility and give us another extension of his grace. And as we look and we see what God is doing on college campuses and churches and grocery stores, I believe, are going to be set ablaze and in other areas, public spaces that are going to be encountered in, by the presence of God. As we look, let us not have a heart posture of comparison, but one that champions what God is doing in other places. One that is so sure and knows who their father is and isn't an orphan saying, God, why aren't you moving here like you are over there? But would we say, God, thank you for what you're doing over there. God, I pray that you would preserve it in purity. God, I pray that you would multiply it in the hearts of the people. God, I pray that you would expand it, Lord, and that your kingdom would spread out into the business sphere, into education, God, into the arts, into the media, into the government, and into the family. God, I pray that you would bless it. Let's carry on that heart posture.